was gonna say I read um, a book about habits and behaviors and one of the things they said that if you're actually looking to quit is be mindful when you're smoking so take notice of the taste of it in your mouth like how you're feeling and um, all of those kind of sensations like physically I guess and not just the emotional effects and then um, a lot of the times it's like oh well this tastes bad like this makes my breath smell and this that and the other so the simple act of just being mindful while you're smoking can also be really helpful. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brennan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey guys, what's going on? And Timmy. Hey, how are you? I, every, I notice every time I do the intro, I tend to fuse the words like we release. I'm like, we release. I don't know. If, or, I don't know. I sound like a little baby. It's so weird. Do you? I, I never notice. No, I'm that's not, right. After forty-five feels... episodes, you'd think you'd get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> As a listener or the or the introducer, introductor. Both. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not used to it at all. Introductor. Introductor is that a word? I, introductor. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> We're making words. Intro. No, nah, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. Screw it, that. It's like conductor, but instead of conducting, you just... It's introducing. Introduct. <laughs> it's the one dude that introduces people and just, like, his job's done. That's it. I think the, the plural term would be introduct. Who knows? Wait, the plural? 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 Who? Pl- I can't word today. Sort of like I can't do it. Do in, the like plural sp- in the plural space, there's Brendan. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. We're no good with words. But you know who is good with words? These two. Charlene and Tom. Uh, no. They've got a new segment coming up. Uh, do you want to oh. run us through it, guys? Tom. God, every time. The bus <laughs> always comes right on time. Um, so Charlene and I are doing a sort of like a spin-off series like we're all still part of it still be posted through like forever young and all that sort of social media stuff but we're starting a new series called do with us as in like do is like the chinese equivalent for read but it's also like do with us like read the book with us yeah it's so good it's gonna be so good (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm so excited um yeah what what kind of books do we cover charlene Facts. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Facts. that's true. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we haven't told them yet? No. We've told no. them about it. Ish. So we've told right. them about the series, but we haven't told, but we haven't them, told them about the books. Oh, that's exciting. Jeez. Yeah, so I really want to tell everyone. Stay tuned. I, t- I want to just tell everyone. No, you can't. You, you can't. gotta wait. You no gotta spoilers, wait. Dude. Bring up the no hype. Alright, it. It, it starts with the W. No, it starts with the T. <laughs> so if you've got any ideas and if you're if yeah. you're listening to this podcast and you've got any ideas and you haven't seen the the post yet go and comment and see what type of books well see what book that you think they're doing um or if you are interested um comment any books that you want them to read so so run us through what's going to happen in these in these episodes 
Charlene? Woo! <laughs> 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 um, so basically, we give some background on the book and why we chose it as the book pick. Um, normally, it's something that's recommended to us or recommended to us as students to read. And we just thought we'd go through them, see if they're worth, I guess, your time. Because some of these, there's so many Chinese medicine books out there. And as students, as people new to Chinese medicine, you're not going to know what all of it means or whether it's all relevant. So we take, I guess, that out of it for you. We give you a review of the book and hopefully we can um, sum it up for you, whether it'd be relevant for you to read. Um, but also we wanted you guys to get involved, so we wanted to make it kind of like a read with us. So at the beginning of the month, we'll announce the book and then um, you can read along and the podcast won't be released till the middle of the month. So yeah, if you want to read before you hear about it, or hear our thoughts about it, then you can do that as well. Yeah, and obviously like leave any questions you have, uh, you know, if you've ac actually read the book before or... If you're reading the book or want to read the book and you've got questions about that, you know, throw them on our Facebook page or message us directly um, and we'll get back to you and they'll more than likely, I hope, answer them in the podcast or, you know, talk about that as a discussion point. Um, so, yeah, these podcasts will come out once a month, I assume. Uh, yeah, in the middle of the month. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. That's very exciting news. Our, our little podcast is growing. Hmm. That is nice. That's cute. Yeah, so it will only be you two, uh, Charlene and Tom, and Those two that was didn't sort of just. Read with us. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm that not was sort of just an executive. That's kind of implied. Nah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of reading anyway, so I'm good. <sighs> I'll leave it to the two reading. I'm experts. a fan of reading, but I just I sort of decided that um, it would make it more focused. You know, if if it was sort of a two person discussion, less less interruptions from you know, the outside and our conversations can get quite convoluted and crazy. So, you know, it's it, it will be good to just have the two um, sitting down that have read the book, um, you know, and go through that and talk about any points they've got. And obviously if B and I have any questions, we'll, we'll obviously have them raised in the podcast and we will hopefully be listeners and, you know, learn a few things ourselves. Yeah, the role sort of switched on you guys, hopefully, <laughs> if you guys listen. <laughs> to podcasters, to the listeners, mm -hmm. it starts critiquing mm -hmm. the crap out of the, our podcast. It's like, hey, 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 Tim's gain is too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it would be some feedback at least. That's true, and you could say it as a listener now instead of just a just a listener busybody. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was going to use a more descriptive to it, but I refrained. I refrained. Thank you, Tom. Um, what are we going to cover today? What are we going to cover today? Good what question. are we going to cover today? Charlene, yeah, what are we going to cover today? <laughs> <laughs> like a <little> volleyball. <laughs> okay, fine. We're going to cover smoking, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, I think looking at the topics of what we're going to go through today, um, well, as Charlene said, we're going to go through smoking, and I think we're mostly going to revolve around tobacco smoking, because uh, that's pretty much the most prominent one in the health field. Um, along with, we might discuss uh, other ones here and there, like, you know, marijuana and things like e-cigarettes uh, e too, which e is another... and vapes and stuff. Yeah, all that type of, uh, all that type of stuff. Um, so we'll just start with, like, the over, you know, overview of, like, what smoking is, history, and 
a little bit of some uh, health stuff before diving into you know the Chinese medicine, the Western medicine, um, and then we'll basically go in to the West, the Chinese medicine perspective of it all, you know, organs and treatments, and then we'll hopefully, if we get time, uh, get to our alternative smoking methods and things like that. That sounds like I'm giving advice to how to smoke, so, you know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong. Exactly the opposite. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Now, uh, should I start my spiel about, you know, the smoking things? Yeah, please do. Yeah, right. yeah, you did a bit of research on um, the history of smoking and sort of where it all come from and where it is now in the Western world. And indeed. So, yeah, we would love to hear what you have to say. All right, Take well, you know, the obvious thing is... I don't know if I needed to include this, but what is smoking? <laughs> I mean, plain and simple, it's inhaling smoke from either like, a, you know, a rolled cigarette or some sort of apparatus. You know, nowadays you've got like things like shishas and e-cigs and all that. Um, but now the, nowadays the definition of smoking itself is clouded as we... As no <laughs> I uh, knew you'd appreciate that. Anyway, uh, it's now clouded as now we got, as we said, e-cigarettes and now the acknowledgement of uh, secondhand smoking as a big health threat. Um, so as I was looking into the history of this, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. And it, it dates all the way back to 500 BC in South America and it was used as a medicine, um, as a painkiller and also like today as well as for pleasure and socially. Um, it was used within um, the Native American tribes as a, like a spiritual connection where the smoke was sending thoughts and prayers to the heavens. Um, tobacco. And that, sorry, and that was tobacco that they were smoking yes. back in the day then? Yeah, yeah. There, were, there were other things, you know, uh, but that's probably another topic in itself. Um, but mostly that's where, that's the role that tobacco, uh, came in with. Um, and that was the first sign of popularization and it wasn't until, it doesn't really arise again until the 16, 1612-ish, uh, where, and it's really specific, um, mon where more of the modern day popularization, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, just laughing at you, that being really specific with your... Yeah, no, in my 16, notes. 1612 ish 1612. 1612-ish, <laughs> just Back exactly the 16th around. 16th century. <laughs> I wasn't even that vague. I was 1612-ish. So, ish. ish. Anyways, continue. All right, so that's where the modern-day popularization started to increase and people recognize it as used more uh, as more of a cash crop. Um, and it mainly mainly resides mostly in like Jamestown, uh, Virginia, in the U.S. Um, and eventually began um, gained popularity as it spread throughout Europe and the Spains and even Africa by the 1650s. Um, eventually, Asia caught on, and then it was used as a worldwide commodity and regarded as a weird mix between a recreational and a medicine medicinal tool. Um, so later on, down the uh, down the decades and centuries and stuff. Um, as science started to become more advanced, the research into tobacco use and its effects uh, socially and physically started to support the claims of the ones that opposed anti-smoking. So um, in 1929, I'm going to butcher this, Fritz Linked, Linked? I don't know, a German scientist um, published a paper containing the first formal statistical evidence of the link between smoking and lung cancer. Um, however... Um, so what year was that again? That was... 1929. 1929? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's quite recent. Yeah, no, it's it's very recent. The whole uproar is pretty recent. Um, yeah, but I, I, in the same thought that that's quite a long time ago. It's mm. 100, oh, you know, almost 100 years. Um, 
it was the first link to lung cancer. But yeah, we'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. Well, after after the first little evidence of um, the link between smoking and lung cancer, it's it's actually um, it's actually funny because uh, because of the economic and the social strength that tobacco um, smoke had, um, it pretty much did nothing to stop people from smoking. You know, there was already like uh, organized events like smoking nights, uh, adverts saying, you know, smoking is what makes women strong and the men stronger and all that, all that crap. Um, so basically anti-smoking campaigns throughout Germany were pretty much a failure and it wasn't even existing in, in the, in the West, sorry, in the, um, in America and things like that. And because of the second world war, um, it basically made sure that there was no anti-smoking campaigns. Um, American smokes made it out into the black market and which pretty much snuffed out any sort of anti-smoking campaign. Um, so it was described, um, that all the research in and evidence during that time was systematically muted. Um, many countries were profiting off this like awesome crop. So the mentality was like, why stop a good thing, I guess. Um, but a couple of years later, uh, a couple of decades later, it wasn't until Richard Dole published a research paper in the British um, Medical Journal in 1950, describing the very close link between lung cancer and smoking. And that kicked off the anti-smoking movement and more and more articles and papers were published about these connections. And as scientific evidence mounted uh, by the 1980s, the tobacco companies themselves began to find themselves in hot water, claiming of negligence and uh, more and more anti-smoking campaigns became more common to the point where laws were put in place to restrict the types of advertising being showed um, by cigarette companies. So that's why now you see on the packets it has the whole, uh, you know, the health effects, you know, uh, this is what does the teeth and all that. Um, statistically too, um, from 1965 all the way to 2006, the rates of smoking uh, within the US, I could only get US stats for some reason, um, decreased from... 42% to 20.8% of the population smoking at least once. Yeah. How's that? Cool. Thanks, Abby. Very How's that? Informative. Very interesting. Thanks for the history lesson. Gotcha. Yeah. Historian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You've already got one title, mate. <laughs> I've got many titles, that apparently. One. Oh, well, mm. the one I was going to give you, we're not allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my brain can't even put together what, what you're about to say, but I'll, I'll give you that. So many, too many, <laughs> too many, too many. Um, yeah, so that's a that's an interesting uh, insight into the history of tobacco, and you know, like you said, it's strong link to lung cancer and uh, other types of cancer. Uh, I just yeah thought it was really interesting that they first made that link in the early 1900s, and it didn't really make a dint. Um, until, you know, 1980, and then still even today, it's everybody knows, but nobody cares enough. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Um, there's s- still a majority that would be smoking. Um, I know among myself, majority of the people I know are smokers. Um, right. It's just... Yeah. Even I don't know if that's the sort of the community I grew up in or, you know, the the sort of the friendship groups and stuff that I made. But yeah, I would, I would probably say that the majority of people I know smoke. I mean, uh, there's six people that work. Yeah. Six of us at my work and four of us smoke. Well, four of them smoke. 
Yeah. So. Do you think it's because of like how ingrained it is in like the cultural sort of norm or like just like a family sort of thing? What makes you think that even though people know it causes lung cancer, like eye diseases, like infertility, all that sort of stuff, why do you think people still do it? I think it's a cultural thing. Um, yeah. yeah, what makes yeah. you say that? A social yeah, like, a social aspect to it too. I mean, Nick, you were saying like, so you yeah, mentioned right. like friend circles and I know a lot of people that try to stop smoking, you know, they just tend to um, keep away from their mates that do smoke or ask them not to smoke around them because there is that societal pressure of being like, oh, not even a pressure, just a societal temptation of being like, if my mate's doing yeah. it, then, you know, I, it's it validates for me to be okay to do it too. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Um yeah, I went to a public school and a lot of people that I went to school with started smoking at quite a young age, um, you know, around 15, 16, some even younger. Um, and that was sort of like, you know, it's still it's still considered the cool kid movement. You know, the cool kids still smoke. And that's just sort of the way it is. And yeah, like, like B was saying, it's, it's sort of in that social social aspect as well. You know, if you're at a workplace, expect, especially like factories or uh, any trades type thing. Hospitality majority too. Of, yeah, that's right. Majority of people are going to smoke and what else are you going to do on your break? But have a cigarette. So, you know, there's that aspect of it as well. Like wanting to fit in, you want to start smoking so you can fit in with everyone else, be one of the cool guys sort of thing compared to people who don't smoke. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, that that should really be changed and it should be a minority that smoke. And I'm seeing it more and more. It depends sort of what circles you are in and and what friend groups and what, you know, work groups you're in. But, you know, that's sort of... I'm seeing that more and more that it's... that it is sort of the minority and it's like, oh, you know, you guys don't smoke so I'll I'll just go around the corner and have a quick cigarette and come back type of thing yeah yeah i've seen that too yeah, yeah. which is which is quite good because you know my, i i don't smoke and lorinda doesn't smoke um so you know our our friend groups don't smoke you know what i mean so there's yeah. that do you, how many people do you think smoke purely for that sort of like relieving stress sort of symptoms or like feeling that sort of altered state of consciousness when they smoke rather than like socially just socially sort of thing uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I know on a I know on a personal level. I know like my father. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's a big stress head. He's very like live a chi, live a wind, you know, type of guy. Um, and you know, he smokes and drinks. Smokes like a chimney. Drinks like a fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a bit of a classic. Um, but yeah, I know he smokes out of stress, and you know, he's tried to quit. A num- numerous amount of times, um, has succeeded on sometimes. You know, obviously, got back into it a couple of times. Doesn't really like it, but you know, if he's if he's having a good day, he won't. You know, he'll have two or three cigarettes a day. But if he's having a really stressful day, you know, he could smoke a dozen or so. You know what I mean? So it's the stress aspect of smoking is, especially later in age, I believe. Um, is a massive influence. You know, when you're younger, starting to smoke, the social aspect is, is quite big, I believe. Um, you know, smoking around friends and smoking at parties and that type of stuff. 
I would find in the older group of people, and you know, I talk to patients about this as well. In the older group of people, it's it's the stress thing, you know, and it's the well, I'm here, so I might as well have a cigarette, you know. Yeah, yeah. How much do you think that um, things like biology or like addiction has into play in terms of like the beha- continuing your behavior to smoke or like like I want to quit but I don't want to quit but because of genetics or because of like I don't know financial stresses or like other stresses that's why I can't deal with it therefore I smoke like yeah that's that's another interesting aspect as well yeah um and you know I it's there are addictive personalities um you know I'm not a personality expert or a psychologist or anything like that but you know certain people do have uh addictive personalities and you know it's hard to change that obviously because that's just who you are but you know that's where the chinese medicine side comes into it and helping change those habits you know like we talked about in a couple episodes before about habits and you know addictions are habits it's things that we you know constantly do to feed that feed that feedback loop um you know and that's that's what cigarettes are all about is feeding that nicotine feedback loop that makes you feel temporarily happy um, and depressed all at the same time, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, happy now, depressed later. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, um, to use acupuncture and herbs to help break up that addiction and help break those habits and actively trying to change not who you are but what you do um, is a big is a big aspect of this. And you know, that's why this is such an interesting topic to talk about because you hear a lot of stuff like that. You know acupuncture is this miracle stop smoking cure um yeah i've heard i've heard that many many times that they've seen somebody's gone to see an acupuncturist um used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day saw the acupuncturist and never smoked since so all right but. so on that on that it's a good leading question to um a part of the topic that i want to talk about um so if a smoker comes into your clinic asking for a either either smoking related or split it up into two more so a smoking related condition let's say they have like a tight chest or uh, they they keep having a chronic cough and they're a smoker what's your first thoughts in terms of treatment in terms of uh like you know getting the history down and things like that is this question directed at me either (laughs) nobody else nobody else sort of like looked up um yeah well my first thoughts are obviously treat what they're coming in for you know the symptomology and stuff um and i've had a few people come in and say that smoking is one of their other conditions symptoms chief complaints that they want to look at and work on or you know stuff like that um but it's obviously a contributing factor to say they got you know like a quite a yin deficient dry cough um you know that not shortness of breath but feels like sort of tired and fatigued, that dry yeah. throat, um, a constant cough, especially at sort of night or morning, coughs up a bit of phlegm, you know, smokes 20 cigarettes a day type of person. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, the the conversation of, of quitting cigarettes should be arisen. Um, and that's, for, for me personally, I, I think that's a question that's sort of, not treaded lightly, but, you know, you're not saying, uh, you know, I'm not going to come to my patient and say, you have to stop smoking. Um, 
I pose it as a question like, have you considered stopping smoking? Or is a smoke or, is you know, like you know, quitting an option to you? My advice yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, you know, that and I just that's just purely me uh, gauging the patient or the person and saying like, you know, what's your plan? Like, because if they're not actively looking to quit smoking, chances are they're not going to quit. Whether you do acupuncture or hypnosis or lock yourself in a in a garage for. 40 days and 40 nights or, you know, whatever. Have you tried that before, Nick? It sounds a bit too specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I just watched this crazy Spanish movie. Uh, actually, actually... Go on, go on. It was about quitting smoking. Um, but the, it didn't have anything much to do about that. That's a very specific, like, premise to go off on for a whole mo- two-hour movie or whatever. Well, the movie's called... I'm intrigued. Um, the platform, I believe. And it's it's like a jail type thing. But this guy like signs himself up um, to do it because he wants to quit smoking and read a book. <laughs> um, and what it is is there's like heaps of platforms and you're in there with one other person. And food is prepared and taken down every platform. But it, it like stops at every platform for say five minutes or whatever and you eat where you can. And then it goes. So the people at the bottom of the platforms, or like at the, in the bottom platforms, don't get to eat. And you're in there for 30... You're in each platform for 30 days, and then yeah. you randomly change platform. So if right. you're in the top 10, it's a good platform. If you're in the bottom 200, it's a bad platform. And then people die and stuff. It's crazy. I don't know. Just like um, society. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but he went in there to stop smoking. And then it was all about, like, changing the system and stuff. Mm. Did, did you end up making it out alive? Did you quit smoking? I'm not sure. Yeah, did you end up quitting smoking? That's what the real he question sort of, here. It sort of ends with, like, him, like, sending off the thing to break the chain. And then he just, like, walks into the darkness. Oh, I was thinking that it would, like... But it's, it's like, like some a, weird Spanish movie, so... I just thought it was, like, a city of destruction, and, he, and he's, it's just, like, finally there, and he's, like, one, and then he just lights up a smoke, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> ah, wasted two hours of my life. He signed up for six months, um, and he was only in there for four, but he, like, makes it to the bottom of all the platforms. Sounds like my gym membership. Then, yeah, 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 pretty much. Anyways, <laughs> what I was getting at was... Um, you have to want to quit smoking to quit. And that, that for me, is sort of the biggest aspect. And that's, that's where I start every conversation that comes, anybody that comes to me and says, I really want to give up cigarettes. I say to them, look, I'm happy to help. Um, you know, I'm happy to give you auricular acupuncture and give you, um, you know, normal meridian acupuncture for the other things that coexist when you smoke. But number one thing and, you know, I'm not just here to take your money because I don't want you to come back every week and say, yeah, I smoked the same amount of cigarettes last week than I did this week. You need to want to quit. And that is, hands down, the biggest factor in any any of this. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, jump in real quick and ask in terms of, uh, so we're going to like the addiction side of the smoking part and so obviously there's like the physical the the actual physical effects so things like um you know the build-up of tar the the immune effects the uh, sexual function effects obviously the breathing effects and all that stuff which has pretty much been rehearsed in every single 
um, advertisement. Um, beside treating the physical effects, how would you treat the addiction side of it? And I pose that to I pose that question to any any, any three of you. Yeah, I think for me, like when a patient comes in, it's like, are they coming in for like symptom relief, like cough, or are they actually coming in for addiction? And I think that's that's important to distinguish, especially for patients like Nick, like Nick was saying, where it's like, maybe they're not actually coming in for looking to quit smoking. They're just coming in to stop the cough because it's so painful or like they still want to smoke. They just don't want to start coughing and like all this phlegm, all this, all this sort of crap that's in their throat and their lungs. Um, would, for me, at least, I would listen to the patient because, again, from what Nick was saying, if they don't want to quit smoking, it would be, it's like fighting an uphill battle, battle where I have to not only fight their willpower and stuff, but I also have to help them with their body. Can you think of any specific points that you would use for... Uh, addiction or for treatment for their cough yeah because they because we can palm off the question of you know the treatment of you know smoking related conditions by oh depends on the patient like we do <laughs> but yeah specifically talking about addiction when addiction. it comes to smoking yeah. do you guys have anything in your little in your arsenal where um you can combat those uh, those addictions like and, and nick mentioned auricular points which is very popular or even yeah. maybe herbs or um, or even advice. What, what do you guys think? You just triggered a train of thought. Um, in China, in one of the um, acupuncture rotations, one of the doctors suggested um, wrist wrist acupuncture. You know how there's that wrist ankle acupuncture where you thread the mm-hmm. um, thing in really, really... Superficial yeah, ankle yeah. acupuncture. What's the opposite of deep? Superficial. superficial. Yeah, yeah, superficial <laughs> acupuncture. Yeah, um, do you remember that conversation? I do remember. About that? Is that the one where you put it in superficially and then tape it? Yeah, so you, it's like very transverse and then you tape it down. Um, but he was telling us of this one case that he had great success and to consider that next time we're talking about addiction or smoking as well. Um, and then the other thing he said is also ear acupuncture is quite good for addictions. Um, and yeah, smoking, stopping smoking. Do you have a protocol? We should do an episode uh, on addiction. On no, addiction. We should do an episode on the wrist and ankle acupuncture. Yeah, that stuff is yeah. actually really interesting. I'd really like to see that. Yeah, um, for sure. But it I doesn't... have the oh, sorry, I have the NADA uh, smoking cessation protocol in front of me. Oh, I'd like to see that. Mm. That's the most probably the most commonly used one when it comes for addiction for Chinese medicine. Yes, it is. Does anybody know what NADA stands for? N-A-D-A. Nada, it's oh, gone. Oh, I got it here. It's the um, National Acupuncture Detoxification Association. Mm. That's the one. Is that what you've got? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I like my so. one better still. Nada, <laughs> I appreciate gone. it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go All on. All right, so the smoking cessation points um, and... This is from the Acupuncture Desk Reference by David Couch, the second edition. Um, Shen Men, Autonomic, point zero, Lung 1, Lung 2, Nicotine Point, Brain, and then there's a couple additional points, uh, the Adrenal Gland, the Aggression Control, and Master Cerebral. That's a lot of needles. 
Um, but Shenmin, Autonomic, Point Zero, Lung One and Two, Nicotine and Brain are the the main ones. Yeah. You're looking like a porcupine after that, for real. <laughs> yeah. See, when I when I needle, I choose about four points. Ah, uh, um, from that protocol. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm going to be honest. I haven't had much success, but I haven't had much practice mm. either. Um, you know, when it comes back to wanting to quit, I haven't had many patients that come for long and you know those people are people that are just interested in the idea and you know are less likely to quit there was also another acupuncture point in china that one of the doctors said which was in between lung seven and um li5 i believe there was like another hidden point halfway halfway in between the two that you can needle that helps for addiction as well hmm. if you want a hidden and, gem from china and i mean we're not all um we're not uh tongue point masters either but i i know there's a lot of addiction type points in there as well um acupuncture's amazing for all that stuff you know it, the the connection it has with the body can do remarkable things uh when you want it to yeah, especially if the actual source of the problem is very deep-rooted. So, you know, like, as we said before, a lot of the addiction and smoking habits are, you know, emotional-based or, you know, habitual-based or whatever. So um, using Chinese medicine with, a like, a combination of both physical um, treatments as well as also emotional and mental treatments with your... Um, uh, your protocols, your auricular, auricular protocols and um, all that, I feel like that... Chinese medicine does do acupuncture and Chinese medicine do a um, does a great does a great job in terms of really pinpointing and covering most bases of um, addiction when it comes to smoking. Yeah, that's right. But you know, I I do want to throw in here that it's not gonna you know it's not a one stop shop. Um, you're just just going to your acupuncture and saying I want to stop smoking. They put pin you through some acupuncture points. Nah. <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, I'm. I just wanted to be frank that it's not going to happen overnight like that. Um, y- you know, we're not, we're not miracle workers or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we're not a, we we're not a body to help itself. Yeah, we're not a nicotine patch. That's just essentially That's right. what it is. Because um, like yeah. whether they work or not, either you know, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, yeah. But yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we're not. We're not magicians or anything like that. Um, you know, we are just using the body to help itself and using what we're given. So, on on that, because you, you mentioned that you know nicotine patches don't uh, don't work, and from my perspective, like physically and like thinking neurochemically wise, they do work. But um, in what way do you believe that they don't? I just want to know uh, your perspective. Most cases that I've seen that have been on the patches haven't right right so the the act of um going on the patches and then weaning off them is do you is that something you agree with or is that still pretty ineffective in theory it works the patches the gum you know whatever whatever you want to do um but in practice a lot of people uh and the more people you talk to the more ants you know the more times this comes up is Oh, I've you know I've been smoking since I was sixteen, and you know now I'm in my fifties, and you know I've tried to quit thirty, 
you know, I've tried to quit heaps of times before that. I've done the patches. I've done the gum. I've gone to cold turkey. I've, you know, just tried to stop. I've, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's sort of the story that you always get. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, oh, I've been on the patches and I've been off the patches and, you know, and they don't bloody work. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the story that you get yeah. all the time. I think um, I think it, that that's that's important to think about because when it comes to the nicotine patches, on theory, uh, sorry, on theory, theoretically they should work. Um, you know, <laughs> words today this I can't. Is do why them. you don't read <laughs> words? I can't do them. <laughs> you can tell. You, you can tell I don't read. Anyway, um, yeah, you should join the club. <laughs> Maybe you start I'm, reading. I'm okay with being stupid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but theoretically they should work right um yeah theoretically theoretically um, you know they most of them well the idea of them is that they give you a slow release of nicotine throughout the day so you're not craving the cigarette um and yeah you know feeding yourself through nicotine that way is not going to be better but it's better than it's better than uh, introducing the the smoke itself which holds a lot of the toxins yeah, and things like it. that so it yeah. does yeah, it does it. show so, that um a lot of the addiction is further than just the physical reliance on reliance uh, and it reliance on um you know the smoke itself <laughs> i'm having one of those yeah. days where nothing sounds mm-hmm. right i sound like i'm speaking another language anyway um yeah it's more than just the physical um the physical satisfaction of having that nicotine know uh in you um there's more of a habitual there's there's the social aspect there's a lot of layers when it comes to addiction so that's where a lot of people tend to either um they tend to doubt themselves where they can't quit once and they can't forever quit you know there's a lot of peeling back layers of habits and all that in in order to quit uh, to quit smokes and um and it usually takes uh, people will say it usually they quit on their third try of quitting um that i've heard pretty commonly so you know that's where chinese medicine you know does help in in terms of uh you know like i said covering all the the layers of it emotionally and things yeah that's it and you know making yourself accountable uh you're you're putting potentially hundreds of dollars into quitting um you know whether that be through acupuncture and acupuncture and other forms of treatments, um, you know, when people come to me and they say, I want to stop, and they say, oh, should I, you know, should I keep doing the patches and the gum and stuff? I say, yeah, well, it's, every little bit helps. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that's, that's all right, you know, and keeping accountable for that. And if they're putting in that extra effort, you know, you're more than likely to succeed in quitting uh, because, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, every cigarette, every cigarette you light up, you're like, well, this is costing me $200 a week or, you know, whatever it's going to cost for acupuncture and, and the patches and stuff. So you're like, well, you know, I'm I'm spending money. I'm practically throwing it down the drain to keep smoking. And, you know, that's exactly not what you yeah, have to do. And cigarettes are so expensive here compared to, like, everywhere else. It's like $20 yeah, a pack. especially in Australia. Yeah, plus, plus. I don't think you can get it for $20 a packet anymore. Oh, no, jeez. But, yeah, like... You may as well use that money to try and help yourself to get treatment or like yeah, not even through Chinese med, just look for some way that can help you stop smoking if you want to stop in itself. Um, I want to have a look at what, like what in terms of Chinese med, how do you, how does Chinese med perceive smoking when it comes to like 
either like chi blood or like the organs that are affected what do you typically notice that if someone's a smoker okay this is how um, this is the stuff i want to look at this is the stuff i want to approach real quick just sorry just before we le- uh, leave to the other topic i was watching charlene the whole time she was like about to say something but waiting for an opportunity yeah, to jump in okay yeah sorry sorry I read um, a book about habits and behaviors and one of the things they said that if you're actually looking to quit is be mindful when you're smoking so take notice of the taste of it in your mouth like how you're feeling and um, all of those kind of sensations like physically I guess and not just the emotional effect and then um, a lot of the times it's like oh well this tastes bad like this makes my breath smell and this that and the other so the simple act of just being mindful while you're smoking can also be really helpful yeah that's too right yeah definitely yeah that's it you know again that takes it back to that habits uh podcast that we did and you know taking it right back to that bare level of just be conscious of what you're doing um, yeah. so yeah is this from atomic habits <laughs> yeah awesome yeah awesome <laughs> second thing that I wanted to say was what Tom rolled off onto um, and to just go through what organs I guess are affected and what the body is feeling in terms of Chinese medicine um, what, would you, what would you say yeah. so I guess from my point of view tobacco I associate with the kind of dryness especially in the lungs but also all throughout the body um, and a bit of heat as well and I think I've read that it causes like it enters the hearts and causes that like mental um, confusion, but also yeah, that with, would make sense. Um, but also with the the lung and the kidney association, you would want to look at the kidney as well, especially if it's a long term smoker. Um, it can affect the kidney gene as well. The way I oh sorry sorry I don't know you were done. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. throw it to you guys and see if you've had any experience with that. Well, I was thinking like the visualization I have of smoke entering a body. It's it's really weird. It's like like when you inhale the smoke, the the smoke itself passes through the airways and starts to dry it out. But where it sits in is the lungs. So the the smoke will sit in the lungs and it'll just stay there. So then that's where you get your phlegm and your tar and all the external pathogens um, building up in your lungs. But it'll dry out um, that throat. So that's where you get like your you know your dryness, but also your phlegm too. Because a lot of people can get confused by having Oh, but there's dryness, but there's also excessive damp phlegm coming from smoke. So it's two different mixed messages. So that's how I visually kind of rationalize all of that, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and peeling it back and looking at the symptoms that they present with and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pretty much always looking at that lung dryness um, and some of that kidney stuff. And it's it's really good that you mentioned the heart in there Charlene I never really thought about it too much um, but it's it's not an obvious one but it's an obvious one when you look at it you know because of that addiction it makes you sort of stress and makes you overthink and you know you see somebody that can't get to a cigarette or is trying to quit and you know those first couple of days are, they're on their edge they're, they're ripping their hair out they're overthinking they can't sleep you know so there's all those factors that play into it so yeah, you know, it's and coming back again to looking at Chinese medicine and stuff that we treat everything holistically. You know, we're talking about giving up cigarettes, but you know, Chinese medicine wise, we're treating the lungs and we're treating the kidneys and the heart 
and trying to remove some of that liver cheese stagnation that's probably coming from the stress and looking at other things, other factors that play into it. You know, is there work stress as well? Is there family stress and home stress? And, you know, what are their sleeping patterns like and what are their eating habits like? Are they replacing food? Are they replacing cigarettes for food? You know, that type of stuff as well. You know, are they depleting their spleen and what type of person they are? And, you know, that that whole Chinese medicine aspect is, is quite large and, you know, that's just what we love to do, I suppose. Yeah, I just wanted to mention while you're talking about depleting and stuff, like something I found really interesting is for pregnancy and for someone who smokes, um, the smoking actually depletes the kidney jing. So when it comes with like pregnancy and passing on that sort of toxicity to the kid, the kid itself can't rely on the mother's jing. So when they're forming in the fetus, that's why they have a lot of like deformities or they come out like malnourished and stuff like that, which is, I was like, ooh. Yeah, that's it's like a right. cross between and Western med and Chinese med. Yeah, that's right. And there's studies that show that if your parents are smokers, um, with, and that's not whether they smoked during your pregnancy, but before, that they pass on the smoker's lung to their children um, and your lungs will be you know, genetically worse than parents that didn't smoke. Yeah. Um, before we, because we're because we're running towards the end of the yeah, podcast, just before we definitely running towards the end. <laughs> definitely running towards the ends. But I really, really was curious about how you guys feel about the whole vaping and e-cigs, and whether they. We've been talking about you know the physical, the mental effects, and things like that of tobacco, which technically vapes and e-cigs are tobacco. Do they still apply with vaping? And if your if your patient said, "Oh, I vape, so I'm I, you know I'm exempt of all these things." Do you, does you think that applies? What, what do you, what's your thoughts real quick? My immediate response is anything you're inhaling into your lungs that is not oxygen is bad for you. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. That, I agree. Yeah, the, the rationalization, the rationalization, yeah. The rationalization would be like, you know, it's, it's, it's water, it's like natural, water's in your body, yada, yada, yada. Um, what, what's your thoughts? Because like, because va- people use vaping as a, uh, you know, it's an alternative and a healthy alternative, but there's just not enough um, research or uh, there is research it is now. It's very relatively new. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, you're inhaling some sort of substance that's not natural, you know. So and it's, I th- it's obviously going to do some sort of damage. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it, in terms of like the dryness effects, it probably isn't as drying as tobacco, like the normal cigarette would be like. But it well, it would still sort of. I feel like it might be it still. Be, I think it would be e- poss- potentially even drier. Which e-cigs? Yeah, I I've been around people that smoke e-cigarettes, and like like especially in China, um, and the next day I like wake up with a vet like dry dry throat. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. The whole day, and Wha- like yeah, I grew up around smokers my whole life, and and don't have that. I'm the same when it came to, I have a little bit of experience with like e-cigs myself and I know that I wouldn't say it's more, more or less drier than my experience with cigs, but when it comes to like actual like vapes and, um, and all that, it, it is surprisingly super drying. Like I didn't expect it at all. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, it's all the way down. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, it's, I don't know though. It's definitely probably case by case. Yeah, oh. oh, it's also this like the uh, another debate frequency and everything too. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, 
But it's a it's a debate for another day, I suppose, Tom. Which one's drier? Mm. Maybe we should have an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only ever smoked once in my life, and that was like, Secrets. I was like, <coughs> uh, yeah, cigarettes, and I just like passed it straight back, and it's like, stop, you're wasting it. You're not you're not doing it properly. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. Have a back. You're banned. Fair enough. So I think we've yeah. only skimmed the topic of addiction and smoking, tobacco, e-cigarettes, all of that, but I'm pretty sure that this is coming to an end now, this episode. Yeah. Um, so as always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and on our Instagrams. Join our discussion page and don't forget to let us know what you want to hear about next. And yeah. And look out for their uh, book book review that do with us uh, episodes do, do, that will be coming do, out do. Uh, next month uh, in May. So, yeah, we all look forward to listening to those um, and learning a little bit about these fantastic books that we get all our great knowledge from, you know, all these greats that we have in the Chinese medicine world. And oh, yes. And before before we, we sign off, the, the letter starts with T. <laughs> <laughs> I found it out. <laughs> I looked it up. Good job, Tom. Thank you. Good thank job. you. And with that, we're the Forever Young Podcast, and we'll hear from you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.